intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Atomic Podcast with your host, Ethan Guzman. Today in episode 168 of the Atomic Podcast, Ethan interviews Wisconsin-based home brewer and a real beer connoisseur, the one, the only, Robert Moore. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. My guest today, he's a beard brewer, Mr. Robert Moore. Robert, how are you? I'm doing well this morning and um, yeah, ready to make some more beard. In another couple of weeks, my daughter will be joining us from California for the holidays and, and we're going to make some beer and some cider while she's here. Uh, it's kind of funny because we both work together. I did two interviews prior to you where I actually been face to face with somebody instead of Skype or over the phone. So this is kind of refreshing to actually see your face while I'm talking to you. And we're actually here at our workplace together. You're a technician here. Um, you also do beer at home. Um, how did you find the passion for doing beer? Like what, what, what was it, what is it about beer that you wanted to create yourself? I actually stumbled across. Stumbled? <laughs> stumbled, yeah. Not that, and didn't even have any beer. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for years and years and years, I drank Milwaukee Best Light. Milwaukee Best Light. Yeah, my okay. wife was a beer drinker, but she didn't want the calories. So I, <laughs> we compromised on, okay, I want a nice beer. And, you know, you could probably drink two or three easily after work on a summer's day. You get home from work, you just want to be refreshed, sit out on the deck or whatever with a nice cold brew. Milwaukee Best Light was the best for us. It didn't have the calories. She could enjoy it. It was light. And my brother-in-law, who lives with us, actually drinks Miller Light. But now he changed over to Bud Light because you're going from corn to rice or rice to corn. And and that's what the, the big brewers use is rice and corn. So, But uh, 2015... I was on the internet and just flying through there, and all of a sudden I came across Northern Brewer, which is off of just a, just a half a block north of Highway 100 in Greenfield in, I think it's West Dallas. And they have a full line of brew equipment, wine, ciders, beer. And they also offer classes. So I signed up for a class. I first started in September signing up. I was supposed to go to a class in September. And, but my son was moving into his new house, so I helped him move into his new house. I missed my class. Looked for October, ended up working at the hospital that weekend. So it make a long story short, ended up my very, very first home brewing 101 was December 5th of 2015. And I just, I've caught the bug. You really, <laughs> I mean, you take the class and they make it seem so easy. It's like, this is beer brewing for dummies. Because I'm thinking, okay, you buy this $30 kit, it's got your malt, your hops, a, a grain, some of them will, uh, you know, contain a grain, the malt is a liquid malt, and it's an extract uh-huh. instead of, you know, mashing this big thing of granary. So it's a real easy beginner kit. Uh-huh. You're going to boil some water, or you could steep some grains before you boil, then you would add some malt extract. You boil it, you might add some hops, then you're going to measure the original gravity, then you're going to, you're going to rack it into your carboy or, or some sort of container. It could be a bucket, some people use buckets, some people use carboys. And uh, then you're going to add the yeast, 
-hmm. and you're going to let it sit there and ferment for a a, a period of time until such that your specific gravity comes down to around 1.00, which is the equivalent of water, straight water is Mm 1.0. At that time, you can either rack it to a secondary or you can leave it in there and let it sit for a little while, then you can rack it further either into some bottles or into a keg and condition it, let the, let the beer condition. Mm-hmm. And uh, after a, a period of time, you're ready to drink beer. But there's so many, there's so many kits out there, it's unbelievable. You want something light, you want something dark, you want, mm-hmm. you know, there's porters, there's stouts, there's ales, there's lagers, there's triple, I mean, the, the IPA kits are crazy, you know. Yeah. And then, if you get bored with that, then you can take what they call all grain classes. Mm-hmm. By virtue of Northern Brewer, they offer the Home Brewing 101, they'll offer the all grain going all grain they they offer a kegging and um, a draft system class they'll even offer cheese making then they offer <laughs> of course in wisconsin <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> have to have that and then they also offer wine making classes as well but yeah. it's it's really what intrigued me was the fact that i'm a nobody i know nothing about making beer and you can take this kit take it home read the instructions do exactly what they say. Uh-huh. Make sure everything. I mean, sanitize, sanitize, sanitize is number Cleanliness one. Always. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And because uh, it can kill a batch in a heartbeat. And so, if you follow the directions, you're going to come up with a product that you may like. Mm-hmm. You may want to. Uh, and then you also have that. Uh, if you like it, then you just keep making it. Mm-hmm. But I'll bet that. Most people, once they start making beer at home and they realize that there's a considerable cost savings from buying a case of beer at the store, Mm -hmm. you can now either make a different kit and get a different flavor, or you can even change the recipe and make it your own. Mm -hmm. But isn't it more money to put into it than actually buying like a case of beer because you have to supply yourself with the products? I I can tell you I'm already probably into it for about 3000 Wow, okay. But that's fine. That's fine, because A, number one, if you ever get bored with it, which I probably never will, (laughs) you can sell off, even if you, you know, got 50 cents on a dollar. It's a hobby. Mm -hmm. It's entertainment. You go on vacation, you spend $3,000. What do you have at the end? Mm -hmm. Pictures and memories. Yeah. And no, nothing, nothing, you know, I don't have a carboy sitting on my desk or, or, you know, in the kitchen. Yeah. So it's it's always there. You can always use it. It's an investment, but it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, people, some people have they collect cars, for example, mm-hmm. well, much more expensive. But, yeah, look at Jay Leno. <laughs> you know, yeah. Or how about you know people that hunt? Yeah. You're gonna have clothing. You're gonna have the am- the guns and ammunition. You might have a a land. You might have a trailer on the land. You know, it's each to their own. However, they want to spend their money on a hobby. Yeah. But that's to me, it's a hobby. And you can move into cider. You don't have to strictly stay with the beer. You can use the same exact equipment on cider making or wine making, which kind of broadens your hobby as well. What's your preference more, uh, IPA or, we were talking before, cider is pretty much your preference? Well, my preference right now is cider only because it's a shorter period from start to finish, and Mm -hmm. now you can test the final product. And do do you like the product, or do I need to go back and and adjust the recipe to make it 
even more enjoyable. And then I, I actually, when I get right after making a batch or right after it's conditioned and ready to go, I do share it with the neighbors and my and and uh, my brother-in-law, and um, and some other folks, and get some sort of feedback. Is that something that um, do I make it again, or do yeah. I just say, nah, let's move on to something different? Yeah, and the feedback you've been getting from your cider brew, it's been really positive. Uh, surprisingly, it took me three batches to finally get where I wanted to be. Okay. My initial um, goal was a nice berry cider because eh, apple cider, to me, not that it's bland, but for me, in my taste buds, a mixed berry, because you're going to start with apple anyway, Yeah. but with a mixed berry or a berry cider, they're just to me it's just a more enjoyable flavor. You're mm-hmm. still going to have mm, perhaps a little bit of tartness on the apple, a little bit of berry flavor on the backside. So mm-hmm. it's you get both the best world, the best of both worlds. I first started with um, taste testing cider was like that Red's apple. Mm-hmm. I think that's an apple beer. Okay. So, but you still have you can enjoy a beer with a foreign flavor like apple or strawberry or peach or yeah. whatever they infuse into the beer, it's uh, it's different. It's certainly a, a far cry from Milwaukee best light, <laughs> I can tell you that. But it's, it's uh, yeah, I like the ciders because uh, it's faster to make it from start to finish to drink. Okay. And then, uh, but uh, I'm certainly up for, because uh, during, I have more time during the winter months to make the beer. Uh-huh. And um, uh, so I'll make a lot more beer during the winter months than I do summer months. What beers do you have in stock right now that you created? I've got, uh, I've, in the last year, I've concentrated only because they're, I want to be able to refine it. Uh-huh. Is I started with the cream ale, went to an Irish red, and um, and my best recipe was the raspberry wheat. Raspberry wheat. And I've had a lot, a lot, a lot of positive comments and feedback from the raspberry wheat surprisingly it just really turned out nice really Mm. really nice what is it about the berry aspect of it that you just like a a smooth flavor when you drink your beer is it well you know you can go to any restaurant or bar or tavern or whatever and just drink a beer yeah with no i think i like it with that little bit of berry it, uh, I use a raspberry extract mm-hmm. to inf- to add to that to give it that little back taste, but it um, it's it's like a variety. It's like you can go to uh, pick and save, for example, and you can pick and you can mix and match. Mm-hmm. Here you can get a six pack of whatever you want of one bottle of this, 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 and this. Let's say an Angry Orchard or a Cider Boys or. Yeah. Or a uh, you know spotted cow or something. They let you mix and match. Mm-hmm. To me, I like variety. Now that I've gotten into this with the, with the craft beers, yeah. holy man, it's just like the sky's the limit. Every yeah. a craft brewery is coming out with a new flavor every month. Yeah. Even you know, Line and Kugels, they'll have their seasonals. Yeah. There's a lot Lakefront Brewery. They have their seasonals. Yeah. So it, to me, it's just for me. I don't think I could ever do a, a daily Milwaukee Best Light anymore. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know, one day I'll have an apple cider, next day a berry cider, next day a. Your taste buds evolved and they change. Yeah, basically. they just yeah. yeah. It's 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 really exciting to get 
a different taste. Yeah. Is let me ask you a question. I'm not. I'm not a beer maker myself, but I'm a connoisseur of beers. Um, I tried pineapple beer, apple beer. I think um, banana bread beer. Um, is there a type of fruit that you would like to infuse with your beer that you have not tried before, or is there any particular fruit? Or I would love to clone Liney's Summer Shandy. Summer I've been drinking Summer Shandy for well probably three or four years now okay and um absolutely fell in love with the summer shandy i would love to clone that yeah but um i've never lagered because liney's are lager beers yeah and so um there are some kits out there that i could toy with just to get an idea of what the ingredients would be to get to the end product mm -hmm. but um other than the raspberry wheat there are a lot of uh, beers out there that they'll use the hops to get that finished product. That there, I have a kit right now called Grapefruit Pulpin, and there's I think there's eight ounces of hops in it. Oh. And when you look at the different types of hops, because hops can give you fruity uh, flavor, it can give you citrusy flavor. There's it all depends on what hops you use and whether you you uh, uh, wet hop it or dry hop it, wherever you introduce it in the in the process yeah. but you'd be surprised it's like wow this is some really good beer there was one i had that um i can't even pronounce the name of it but it came in like a 16 ounce can it started mm -hmm. with s it's like schaufferhauser or something like that and it was a grapefruit beer yeah and it was the ibus on it was so high that it did it tasted like a grapefruit beer and it was really good wow is that really good. is that still you can you still get that today oh yeah yeah, I yeah it's heard the of grapefruit beer. Oh, really? i'll find it for you but it, it's i don't know if it's a german beer or where it comes from it just looks like it has a german name to it but mm -hmm. i can find it for you it's yeah. something like Schierhofer or something like that I, I i can recognize a can in a heartbeat yeah but uh yeah we went to a fundraiser and they had that because uh, I told the gal, I said, just give me something different. Just give me something that you would recommend that's just kind of off the off the wall, off the cuff. And off the radar for people. Yeah, that's yeah. what she brought me. Man, I fell in love with it. It was It's a good beer. Wow. But it's probably so hopped up, it, it came out tasting like grapefruit. Oh, man. So <clears throat> That sounds interesting. Yeah, you'd be surprised how, how they can change... Uh, the ingredients to come out with uh, the end product yeah. don't always have to you're not going to add grapefruit juice yeah. to make it taste like grapefruit you can do it yeah. with the hops or with you know you've got so many different malts out there that you can yeah. uh, malts would be <clears throat> a, you know one of the bigger um, products that you put in even if you let's say people who all grain mm -hmm. you know there's probably I don't know, maybe if you go to Northern Brewer, there's probably 50 different grains that you can start with in order to get the sugar and the, the flavor, aroma, taste mm -hmm. from a grain, whether you're using a real light grain or a real dark chocolatey grain. Mm -hmm. That's going to certainly influence the end product. We hope you are enjoying this edition of the Atomic Podcast with Ephraim Guzman. The Atomic Podcast can also be heard on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and the Pod Directory. Just search the Atomic Podcast. It's funny that you say it's a hobby for you, but I'm hearing you talk about it. It sounds like a really something that you're really passionate about. And of course, you know you have your regular nine to five job, a technician doing so many different things. Everybody's calling you Rob. I need this, Rob. I need that. But you know that class 
like I don't know, like even you talking about it, you're talking about it with passion, and it's I think it's more than a hobby. It's a passion that you do. If it's you know retirement, probably down a couple of years from now, is it something that you might want to pursue doing, doing full time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's already it's already been on my mind. Yeah. As, as a matter of fact, when I signed up for the class, I put it on Facebook and I said, "Here is stage one or step one." I think it was step one toward <laughs> retirement. Yeah. And then, uh, as a matter of fact, you uh, strange that you would bring that up. This last Saturday, I started class number one toward getting my <clears throat> judge certification. Wow, that's awesome, Rob. Yeah, I want to be a beer judge. Wow. Because that you can only go so far in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. You know, Northern Brewer does not have home brewing 101, 102, 103. They don't get you back in the door and further educate you it's all you're kind of on your own once you take that first class and you start with the kits and maybe you go all grain it's all trial and error and mm -hmm. educate yourself mm -hmm. and so when you become a judge what the very first class was all sensory it's they're going to teach you how to extract the different flavors mm -hmm. be it good flavors or off flavors from the beer sampling and from that you can build backwards and then you can figure out what you need to, to do to get a really, really good beer. Something that you may enter in a competition and either score low in the medium or score high on it. You might walk away with a ribbon, who knows. But for me, I want to know more. I want to know more about the process, what's important, is the water the most important product, the malt, the hops, whatever, the yeast. Um, so for me, it's just going to be a constant education because oh. that's how you get that's how you get better. It's just to educate yourself. Also, you have your own logo. I've seen the logo. I might put the logo for the for the episode, but you have your own logo. What's the logo again? Brothers in Law Beer. Brothers in Law well, Beer. Brother, brothers in Law Brew because it was going to be. I knew I was going to be getting into the cider, but you don't really brew cider yeah. like a beer. Yeah. Just, no, you don't boil anything for a cider. So. And how you came up with the name Brothers in Law Brew? Because my brother-in-law helps me brew. Yeah. And he lives with us, and yeah, so that's how we came up with it. And once we <coughs> tasted that first beer, actually, he's kind of into it. Yeah. Although he still drinks the Bud Light, but yeah. he does enjoy. He loves that apple cider, and he does like the uh, the cream ale and Irish and Irish red. Yeah. So it's you know to get him to come off a of Miller Light is. <laughs> That stuff is, you know, yeah. like like water. But yeah, the yeah. fact that he actually does enjoy um, our homemade beer—that yeah. to me is kind of an inspiration. Wow, you know, to get to be able to get somebody to move off of something and try something different. Yeah, and and have positive feedback is pretty neat too. So, oh, that's awesome. Also, um, does does it um, affect like? family life like you're busy at home making beer is does it keep you away from the wife and everybody or is like rob come over here do this you it know, takes or? about no when i get to making beer she just leaves us alone oh because it from start <laughs> to finish it's about three hours three hours okay yep because you've got you know first thing is sanitation so you got to be able to and then you, while you're doing that <coughs> you're probably gonna because i'll use a, a what they call a smack pack y yeast product mm -hmm. and you've got to you know, you let it go to room temperature because you keep it in the fridge. So you get it out there. You're gonna clean everything, get everything ready, and then by the time you steep your grain, boil your malt to make the wort, and then you chill it. 
and from there you know you may rack it to your carboy and by that time the yeast is probably room temperature but start to finish it's probably about three, three hours, hours. Yep. Okay. yep we was we was talking before before we even recorded anything about a beer that you made that was going to a bar or something like that or one a beer that you kegged that it went to a bar or you're going to bring it to a bar well, I, me, I, right? my aspirations are further down the road is when i yeah. do become retired yeah i would like to be able to perfect a beer or cider that would be could be enjoyed by all okay and if we get to that point then where we live where we where we plan to live yeah. they do have a restaurant tavern set up there and uh or bar i should say restaurant bar Rest combination oh, right. okay and they've already invited me to to uh explore the possibilities of putting my stuff on tap wow. there that's awesome so it'll be exclusive you know yeah. your beer to that bar yep that's yep. freaking awesome rob um my last question to you because i know you're kind of busy right now and um we gotta get to work um my last question to you, I usually ask a lot of other people, but I want to talk again, but I just want to ask you now. Um, what would the Robert of today tell the Robert of yesterday? I would probably ask him a question and maybe not tell him something, but it's like I just found out about beer home brewing a year ago. It's yeah. like when I, because I joined Beer Barons of, of Wisconsin, and you've got 125, 150 members, and I talk to these people, they've been home brewing for 20 years. Yeah. It's like, why where was I the last 20 years living under a rock if, if I could have learned how to do this 20 years ago I would be at a different place in my life right now wow I think so it's pretty much having that class pretty much exposed it opened you from the matrix it opened you up to a bigger world yeah. of beer brewing yeah it's it's an excellent hobby um, anybody that would even think about venturing into it go for it go for it because yeah. it's it's unlimited it's just the sky's the limit as uh, for the product that you can uh that you can create because it really is a creation of your own so yeah. i know people that beer brew now what would you tell people out there who are listening to this who beer you know who brew beer and you know have a regular nine to five and are passionate about it what would you tell people who are like you who are doing beer like what would you tell them uh, most there's a saying. Northern Brewer has a nice saying. It's something like, "Share, uh, brew, share, enjoy." Something to that effect. But you know, just keep it passionate. You know, don't get crazy with it. Don't think that you're going to open a brewery with it. <laughs> if you have that passion, go for it. But you know, just take it for what it is. It's a hobby. You know, enjoy, brew, yeah. share, enjoy. In your case, is a hobby, but there's something more there because I see the glimmer in your eyes. So there's something more to that. Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah because uh, I'm I'm so green because when I talk to other people, I'm just just inf infatuated with man. They so they know so much about this. <laughs> yeah. They know so much. There's so much yeah. information out there about this, and it's I can't wait to get to that next yeah. that next point. That next level of a brewer yeah that's what it is is you know you're kind of like entry level and then maybe advanced beginner yeah. and then maybe advanced and yeah. then, you know you do there's to me i think there's rungs yeah. of of the process yeah and, you know there's and so i just 
personally, I can't wait to get to the next run. Well, they always the say, yeah, they always say surround yourself with people who are smarter than you and people who are in a higher level than you because it'll just make you grow oh, and evolve. Absolutely. To it. it really gets you thinking. It really gets you thinking. Yeah. Of what, you know, what can I do next? Yeah. Wow, this was awesome, Rob. Thanks, man. Thanks for the time, man. I appreciate okay. it. Yep, yep. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Robert Moore, and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.